0: Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I'm your host, Jason Rugg, filling in for Josh Lindsay. And with us is our first time filmmaker, Christian Taylor.
1: Hello there. How are you, Jason? Good. How are you? Good. Good to see you. Thank you so much for trying to fill Josh's big shoes.
0: <laughs> I'm trying. I, I can't push as many buttons while I'm doing this, but you know, it'll it'll be <laughs> as good.
1: Yeah, Jason is usually our behind the scenes researcher, extraordinaire, etc. And, and so trusting that's okay. And dusty yeah trusty and dusty so uh today uh we're actually going to have jason be our guest after our initial podcast update a lot of people have heard that jason is on his way to being a filmmaker in his own right and uh so we want to talk a little bit about his journey and what he's how he got started and where you know what he's doing now what he's learned stuff like that so it's yeah be fun. so i can't wait to talk to you <laughs>
0: Yeah. So before we get to that, we have to hear some updates. So I've heard we have some updates about some film festivals, maybe some, some new yes, uh, laurels, maybe. I don't we know. We do.
1: First, before that, though, I think I'd like to give a disclaimer. Um, if anything seems amiss today or a little awry, I am on pain meds because I had major back surgery uh, on Monday. Today is Saturday, November 21st. And uh, I had a, a lumbar fusion done uh, on Monday. They It went great. They had me up and walking. But uh i have been um you know, sort of battling the pain and uh, trying to get my balance and stuff like that. So if I'm a little off today, that's why. Uh, but I really, um, I'm happy to be here because somewhere in my drug-induced state, I started asking myself, "Do I really want to work anymore? I don't think I want to work anymore. I think it's fine doing nothing." And I started worrying that like my career was over for lack of desire of doing anything. But um you know this when this came around I was like no I really want to work again so that's okay. good <laughs> yeah so that that happened and um This really is my first work thing back. I don't know that I'm going to be really fully up to speed for another couple of weeks. And um, it'll be a good eight weeks before I can start physical therapy and resume sort of normal life. So that's middle of January, which is perfect timing because that's when we will uh, be in the Channeler, Arizona, uh, International Film Fest in Arizona. We announced that last week. And then... The weekend after that, we're going to be in the Flathead International Cinema Fest. We announced that as well. But what we didn't know last time was that we have been nominated for the Best Feature Documentary category. So that was an exciting win this week. Um, It's always a delight to be nominated. And really, you don't hear about that step often. Uh, we did hear that we were nominated for Chagrin, but we were told we couldn't share that information. As you recall, I kind of got in trouble about that. This one, I'm fully at liberty to share. They gave us laurels that we can announce. so. Um, So that's exciting. And then we also heard this week, um, I mean, I may have announced this last week that we got into the Mediterranean Film Festival in Cannes, France. Um, But what's so exciting is that we won an award there. We won an honorable mention. It's our first film festival that we were um, accepted into in France. So that was exciting. And to win an award off the bat is very cool. Unfortunately, I don't think they had the film festival. It is an in-person one. They didn't have an online option so uh that was sad but um it was very very wonderful to be recognized by a french festival so that was cool um and then a super exciting thing happened this week and it comes in a little package just like this (laughs) ta-da look at this jason
0: so for the podcast listeners this is a dvd of the girl who wore freedom
1: yes it is awesome. bill evil designed this handy dandy little cd uh, design And it was so exciting to see this sitting on my desk when I got home today. So uh, I would really like to talk about this process for a minute. We had the DVD made because as you recall, we had to submit for a copyright with the Library of Congress. And in order to do that, you have to give a hard copy of your work and what they asked for was a DVD copy. Um, We also send them a flash drive. And the good news about that is we got confirmation yesterday that the DVD and the flash drive have arrived to the Library of Congress. So our copyright is uh, getting closer to being finalized. So that's exciting. Um, and in making this, uh, DVD, I sort of wanted to explain, I started this a long time ago when I talked about how we had to make a DCP for film festivals, a DCP is a special file used to show, um, in theater projectors and it's a a complicated file to make. It costs money and time and it needs to be shipped in a special drive. And so there are companies that make these, um, DCPs for you and ship them. And one of them is in California, out in LA called Simple DCP. We didn't need them to make our DCP because we actually used James Thayer of Seek First Productions, who's in Nashville, Tennessee, to make our DCP. Hopefully one day we'll have him on the podcast to talk about that process because I think it's really a a remarkable process. Um, But we used James for our DCP, but Simple DCP does DCPs, they also do Blu-ray discs, and they also do DVDs. So we needed a Blu-ray disc for one of the festivals we were going to. It's always been asked for as a backup to the DCP. So the when we had the Blu-ray made, it cost around $500, I think, but to make the disc themselves after they make the original copy really isn't that expensive, and And so I think they would make them for $10 a piece. So when we needed a DVD, I went back to that same company. They did still have our file. So all they did was make a master DVD file, which was around $200, $250, something like that. And then we were able to have DVDs made um, for which they charged us, I think $5 a DVD, which really is a great deal because... um, then you know we can we can resell them. I think this is how a lot of people, when they're self-distributing, kind of do things. Um with this company, they uh the artwork did not cost us anything to add. So uh they you know printed up the DVDs and shipped them to us and the total was you know around $275, something like that, including shipping. So wow. it's pretty awesome. Now we can order Uh, as many CDs as we want. We can order our DVDs. We can order one, we can order 10 or a thousand and the price will be $5 a piece, I think. So
0: that happened this week. So how would selling a DVD affect a potential distribution deal then?
1: That is a fantastic question. Um, As of right now, um, you know, We really don't want to sell anything like that on our website until we have a finalized distribution deal because that is usually part of any distribution agreement. So as soon as we have a distribution deal in place, If we want that distribution company to have the DVD option, uh, then they would mass produce the DVDs and then they would probably sell them back to us for us to sell on our website or at our theatrical events or something like that. You definitely do have to be um, mindful about that if you're not. Self-distributing. If you are going to self-distribute, either through selling things on your own website, or there are self-distribution, you know, companies that will help you. Um, you know, it really doesn't matter. But um, if you are trying to get a distribution deal with a reputable distributor, that is something that you're going to need to be careful of. Good question.
0: Well, all yeah. Right. So that's awesome.
1: yeah. So that's sort of the exciting news from here this week. Um, You know, the thing we're going to be focusing on this next week as I'm, you know, still recovering is going back to this list of DVD, um, I'm sorry, distribution deliverables that we know will be upcoming should we have a distribution Hmm. deal. Um, We have general ideas and we want to make sure that we are all buttoned up and ready. So when they say, hey, give us your materials, we can just hand them off. So we're going to be working on that a lot. Uh, in this upcoming week, as well as celebrating Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Hopefully, you get to relax a little bit during Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I know I'm not going to be cooking a turkey. That's for sure. I, I think our, <laughs> uh, my family, my husband, and my boys are all going to chip in cooking some stuff. So. Oh, good. So anyway, yeah, things are things are still cooking along here at the Girly War Freedom. We've added a few new interns this week. Zach Callahan is going to be joining us as a writer and an editor. I'm super excited about that. Um, we're interviewing still for a webmaster position. That's really a, an important role that we're trying to fill. And um, yeah, so we're still moving along, even though uh, you know, there is no rest for the weary, even if you have had back surgery. So <laughs> All right. So enough about that. I'd love to talk to you, Jason, uh, a little bit about your creative journey and, um, you know, tell us sort of why you started off in this field, what you've been doing, what you're hoping to accomplish, what you have learned along the way. And have you had anything that you've been disillusioned about since you've gotten into it? Stuff like that.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess. um, So I guess I should start at the beginning. Um, I started making uh, comics and things like that when I was like nine or 10. And then I realized I couldn't draw very well. (laughs) So I I jumped ship to animation, which was a lot easier for me because I could take um, like stop motion animation, I could take Legos or different toys and have them tell a story instead of having to rely on my awful drawing skills. So uh, it was kind of out of laziness. That I, <laughs> it was like, ah, I'm not going to work on this. I'm going to go do that. And uh, so when I was like 11, I started doing uh, those sorts of animations. And um, so I did that for five or six years. That um, kind of faded off once I got into like high school, uh, college, and I started doing like freelance videography and things. Um, and then I kind of came back to that when I started working uh, for Phil Vischer, which is how I know Christian kind of ish when I I interned for Phil, um, I started learning 3d animation as I was, I was hoping um, to get into that, but I realized that was, quite a mountain to climb on your own because I didn't have access to like a school or anything that really taught that. So I-, I And for those to...
1: of you out there, I'm so sorry, Jason, to yeah, interrupt you, ahead. but I just, for those of you that don't know Phil Vischer, Phil Vischer was the creator of Veggie Tales um, and he sort of pioneered his own sort of, uh, you know, animation art form back in the early nineties. And uh then he went on to do, you know, Jonah and the Whale in a big animated movie. Then he made What's in the Bible series and, you know, he's done a whole bunch of stuff since then. So uh, that's just who Phil Vischer is. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, so I came on as an
0: intern after What's in the Bible was finished and Phil had started Galaxy Buck. We were um, doing a lot of concept on Galaxy Buck. So I was helping try and design the spaceship in 3D and that sort of thing when they ended up going practical. But um, Phil had made like out of a styrofoam ball and a bunch of different
1: pieces. Yeah, he loves (laughs) to actually make the things, you know? So yeah, his whole studio was like this big ship and he had all the lights and it
0: was something else really cool. It was really neat, yeah. Um, And so they they were still trying to figure out like what that was going to look like. Um, And so I interned there while I was still in college and I went back to college and uh, came back to start editing editing the podcast uh, after Bill Liebel, the editor of The Girl Who Wore Freedom, uh, left the company. Um, And excuse me,
1: what was your your degree in college? Did you get a degree in
0: what? I was in communication. So just kind of generally. And it was a dual major communication and media studies. So I really focused on every like film class I could take and um, that sort of thing, because I really enjoyed that sort of stuff. Um, and so then, yeah, I learned how to do 2D animation um, with pre-existing art. So I don't have to draw the art, but I can make animations with art. So it's good because, again, not very good at drawing. <laughs> um, and I learned that with Phil, did that for about three and a half, four years. And um, now we're finishing up the last um, 2D animated project with him. Uh, we had a small animation team. We dissolved that. And now um, I'm finishing up those and trying to work on my own stuff with my creative partner Sean, who I met while working at Phil Vischer Enterprises. Uh, he was <laughs> Phil's production assistant and eventually executive producer, or not executive producer, uh, executive assistant, and line producer for all of the 2D animated shows we made. So uh, you yeah, and I formed sort a, it's creative sort of been a creative partnership.
1: Creative little, uh, you know. An incubator over there. As it as we look yeah. back, you know, it's a <laughs> it was a creative hub there, and everybody's kind of spun off in their own creative ways. It's very fascinating. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so so that's what Sean and I are trying to do. We um we have uh we've written a couple shows um together. We have. One pilot finished that we're like, this is actually a good pilot. <laughs> you know, we have, we have a couple other pilots that are just like, oh, wow, we, we definitely need to try more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have a teaser for a show um, that we're trying to take around and show to people and see if we can get any uh, traction in the industry there. So we have a bunch of connections and friends and we're trying to get better. I guess that's kind of the general backstory and that's where we are right now. Um, Yeah.
1: And so through this process, I mean, going from where you're learning to actually creating something. Now you've got some scripts and you've got some concept ideas and you've got a teaser. You know, the next part, as everybody knows, is then taking it to try to convince other people that you've got a great (laughs) idea that they should invest in or donate to uh, so that this wonderful thing can be made. And I know you and Sean have ventured, you know, down this road for quite a while now. Uh, what's that experience been like for you? Was it like you expected? Has it been unlike what you
0: expected? Uh, it's kind of been a little bit of both. It's been, in ways I didn't expect it, it, it was and then in ways I did expect it, it was like, oh yeah, it is going to be really hard. Like I knew that, but then you get into it. And it's just like, oh yeah, it is like really, really difficult. Um, so, so one of the main reasons why Sean and I ended up working on stuff together was just like, we're just friends and we just would come up with ideas together and we would just try, you know, like, all right, let's just make this thing. And so um, we, we wound up meeting a producer in New York when we went there for a conference and. We told him about, you know, animation, stuff like that. And we said, we can make a pilot in like a month uh, or like two months. And he goes, okay, do it. I'll watch it if you make it. We're like, oh, crap. No, we have to do it. (laughs) We don't have it written. We just know we can do it. Yeah, we knew we could do it like the production stuff we knew we could do, but the writing stuff, you know, all the pre-stuff we hadn't done. We hadn't cast anybody. We didn't have anything like that lined up. We had a basic idea, but we didn't have that fleshed out. So we tore that down to the studs and we restarted from there. And that, that was one of the big reasons when we actually started being like, we could actually make a TV show because we wrote a pilot and um, we produced it and it was 17 minutes. So normally a network TV show is about 22. So we came in like, you know, three and a half, five minutes short, you know, counting credits, title sequence, lots of stuff. And so we're like, okay, this is short. It's an animated pilot. It's not good. (laughs) It doesn't really tell you much, um, but it has some moments that are funny. And so we showed that to him and he said, you guys looking at this, it's not good. Uh, Like he straight up told us it's not good. We were like, okay. And he said, but if you can't keep at it, I think in less than five years, you could actually be writing on a TV show. And we were like, not like creating our own, but like writing on someone else's. We were like, okay, that's, that's very cool. Like that is really, <laughs> that's less than five years. We could be doing that was his estimate. And so it's only been two and a half at this point um, from there. Um, but yeah, so after that, we just kept writing. We, um, one of the main things that you try and do. So Christian, you're, you're a documentary filmmaker, things like where you have to write and figure out what, what that is we're more trying to go narrative television is kind of what we're trying to do. Mostly animated because that's where a lot of our experience are. And um, we just know how to do that stuff really well and really efficiently. So we're kind of aiming for that. And um, that's one of those things that's like, it's just doing it. That's the best advice I've ever been given is just, you have to make the thing. If you don't make the thing, you won't get better. You won't learn how to do it. You won't and it's not just making the thing it's finishing the thing it's not starting and then going ah oh, this is hard uh, i learned some stuff uh, let me start start again it's actually going okay i've made mistakes i have to live with them i have to finish this and try and fix those mistakes as best i can and then you'll realize like okay i can actually learn a lot more through that because if you just keep starting and stopping halfway through because you made mistakes you're, you're never going to learn all the stuff that you have to fix at the end. Like Christian, so many things are fixed in post, right? Yeah. <laughs> you fix most of the thing in post. <laughs> That's so what everybody says.
1: To... Oh, keep going. We'll fix it in post.
0: Yeah. <laughs> As a post-production guy, I hate that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you you it's something that you naturally do when you're in that position because it's just like, well, I don't know how to fix this right now. We can figure it out later. And you always, you know, you bite yourself uh, just because you did that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's been a, a big challenge is just starting actually pushing through and doing it. And I think one of the biggest things that I've done is like, uh, I'm a Christian, Sean's a Christian. We both worked for Phil Fisher, who created veggie tales. You know, it's like, we have our faith. Um, we went through the act one program, um, this summer, which is a Christian incubator for writers, producers, um, things like that. And it's, effectively giving you access to people who are really good at this stuff already. And they can look at your stuff and go, this is what is not working, fix that. And that, that was a huge springboard for us was having someone actually read what you're writing and going, no, here's why it's not working. And then us going, Oh, that, that makes a lot of sense. So it's, it's just, it's finding whatever resources you can and, Using them. And I think that's that's what filmmaking is, right? Yeah. It's like,
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, that's why I got so encouraged when I listened to Ken Burns' masterclass about um, you know, making a documentary. Really, the introduction was really all I needed. I watched the entire right. rest of it, of course, but <laughs> the meat of it for me was in the introduction where he basically just said, You cannot learn this, you just have to do it. Yeah. Just go and do it, do not quit, have faith and persevere realizing it's, you know, a solving a million problems and you just have to believe in what you're doing and do it. And I have been encouraged that that's what you and Sean have done and you will be successful. You just, you know, um, need to keep following those things, keep yourself centered and working with people you love is definitely core. I think a core piece to success.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's mostly relationships is, is what it is. Cause yeah, it's just having people around you who will call you out when something isn't working or call you out when, Hey, you need some encouragement. Here's, you know, this part's great. You know, it's, it's, it's having people around you who you can, just talk to (laughs) is a huge part of it.
1: Well, and I think about our friendship too, in that, you know, I've known you since basically I think you were in high school, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think I was 16, 17 when we met. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I sort of watched you grow up that way. And um, what's been super cool is to watch that creative development in you. Um, But, because we have done things for each other you know you're i'm not paying you to be on this podcast you're doing this for me you've helped me out in other ways when you were when you came to me and said, Hey, for our teaser, can you help us with this voice? I was like, of course I can help you. You know, I'm not going to charge you for that. Um, that's what's so great. And then, you know, I was able to give you notes or bill Ebel was able to give you notes on, you know, just that creative community of friends and people that you really, really trust, um, is key. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a, like down here where you don't have like stacks of cash to hand around to people. It's it's an industry built on favors. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'll do this for you, and eventually maybe you'll help me with something. <laughs> right, exactly. That's, it's true. Really it and
1: it really, yeah. if you're looking to get into filmmaking, that's one good lesson to learn. I mean, you may get out of school and you may think you've got it all down um, but you got to start at the bottom somewhere. And there is a lot of good faith that can be built up by volunteering and interning and giving your time and showing that you are passionate and responsible and capable, even when you're not getting paid. Um, I'll, I'll the, the people on my team that have stuck around and, and done that, when I have a paying project, they're going to be the first people I hire. There's no question about it, you know. Yeah, so, well, thank you so much for sharing your creative journey with us. That's awesome. I wish you all the best with what you're doing. And I thank do you. hope that you've learned some things along the way being oh, on yeah. the, this podcast.
0: Yeah, I definitely have. It's, it's a lot of the things where it's like, oh yeah, I don't have to think about that right now. And it's like, Yeah, you probably should be thinking about that right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because you've learned that I didn't and I'm paying for it in the back end. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, well, thank you so much for meeting with me today. Thank you listeners for faithfully listening, caring about our project. Um, We really uh, are so grateful for the donations that you have made, for the comments that you make on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, for just uh, supporting us all the way along. It's just really encouraging. So thank you so much and uh, hope Hopefully, Josh will be back with us next week. I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, well, this will probably be out after Thanksgiving, now that I think about it. But anyway, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving and that you'll have a very Merry Christmas coming up. So thanks so much, everybody.
0: Yeah. Uh, and and if you can, please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That helps people find the show and learn more yes. about Thank movie. you so, so
1: much. Please yeah. leave us some recommendations. Um, it would be really super helpful.
0: Well, awesome. All right, uh, so thanks for listening to Documentary First, where we believe everyone has a story to tell and you can be the one to tell it.
1: Yes, you can. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Documentary First. We really appreciate your partnership with us. We can't do any of this without you. So thank you so much for listening, for donating, and for following along on our journey. If you are able to make a donation this week, we would really appreciate it. We are supported by donors who give us $100 or less, so anything helps. Also, if you're able to share the news about The Girl Who Wore Freedom with your friends and family, please do that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email. And sign up for our newsletter at com. Please go to com slash donate to make a donation today.